Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Hey, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? We're back. We're back. I know, stranger. How you we, been? I've been alive, surviving, <laughs> um, in a whirlwind. I know you're dealing with some hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Dorian, uh, thankfully, did not to North Carolina, what it did to the Bahamas. But, of course, I look at the 5 o'clock report today, and then I see another storm possibly heading this way. So it's sort of like, tis the season. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, we did put a little link to folks want to donate to uh, charity of your choice to help those folks in the Bahamas because they, they really got slammed. Yeah, yeah. What will be uh, the name of the next storm? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I try not to look at them. <laughs> I am them. always curious it, because it's just it's just interesting, like hurricanes. Yeah. And then I always feel bad for the the ones that really do hit. If you have that name, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, or Katrina's yeah. out in the world. <laughs> yeah, or Florence's, or yeah. Harvey's, or Maria's. I mean, Dorian, yeah, Irma, Dorian, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting system. It, it really is how that all all works. And um, but that's really not here what we're talking um here to talk about today because we are back to talk about movie and TV shows. We had a plan to watch Teen Titans. We did not do that. <laughs> not yet, but we will. We will. We will we, we, this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna cover both of those. The first two episodes of Teen Titans Season 2. But for now, we just wanted to get back into the motions of Cena Nerds. So we are settling for some news topics. And then we are going to do a, I guess, a deep dive into Carnival Row. But we got some thoughts. More importantly, Will, you know, despite all of the chaos of my life, all of the priorities that I had going on this weekend... I still made time to watch eight episodes, the full season of Elite Season Two on Netflix. Yeah, I saw your I saw your tweet on that. That sounds like uh, sounds like that's your that was your respite for the weekend. So so it's just I I love this is part of the saving what something that I really like about Netflix. I always forget when they're dropping content. So the buildup is not there for me. So I, I I just go to Netflix and I'm like, oh, they they dropped some new content. Oh, I like this show. Let me start watching it. And and Elite season it is a Spanish TV show. <laughs> First of all, it's Spanish. Yes, I'm going international. Um, but something I really like about Elite is it's written very similarly to 13 Reasons Why, except 13 Reasons Why gets into this very weird PSA, we should all be nice to one another, this is not right kind of mode. It's very uh, teen melodrama, and, and sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's just like, all right, this I, I get it. I, I hear you, okay? I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, please donate here. And 
And what Elite does is it goes the other extreme. Like, it is very much leans more heavily into adult content and more about this mystery. Each season, um, the first season, it was about the murder of one of the students. Second season, one of the students goes missing. So there's always this thread um, and they really do a good job with the intrigue, the mystery, and making sure the viewers, despite all of these subplots, you're still constantly wondering and second-guessing yourself of like, okay, what's really going on? And and it's eight episodes. That's another thing. It's not one of those long 13-episodes seasons that Netflix usually does with their original content. And I just... It's really good. You know, some of the characters I didn't care for in season one, season two, they had some of the most intriguing parts. I don't know why. So it's just, um, and I know some of our listeners also have recently fallen in love with the show, but it's, it's different. It's Spanish and it's really, it's, it's well-written. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, when I saw your, I saw your tweet about it earlier, uh, over the weekend and and how you how you raved about it. So I know usually whenever you're moved to like actually comment about a show on on social media, then it it definitely must be a winner. So uh, yeah, I think I'll, it may be one of those uh, hiatus shows that uh, that I'll check out. No, it's not for you. <laughs> not for me. Okay, Barrett. Well, thanks for telling me. So I can no. scratch it from my watch list. <laughs> Well, I've I've talked to you about TV and movies. There is a fine line of shows that I will watch independently and then shows that I want to bring up to make you watch. This yeah, is not fair. one of those shows. All right, fair, fair enough, fair enough. All right. I, I, I appreciate the warning and I appreciate the advice and I, I, will, I will then scratch that off the list of shows to watch. <laughs> I just... <laughs> oh man so disney plus speaking of yeah. streaming streaming shows and original content we got some news this week that Haley steinfeld has been offered the part to play kate bishop in the hawkeye series that was a no-brainer yeah yeah i mean she is really riding a hot streak right now i mean she obviously is a Oscar nominee for uh, for True Grit and and as far as getting in genre, of course she was Gwen Stacy uh, uh, in, into the Spider Verse. So I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's a slam dunk as far as uh, casting choice. Uh, question is, will she? Where will this go as far as growing in the role? I mean, at some point, Jeremy Renner will probably if they follow the comics. He will drop off as Hawkeye, and she will assume the role. And um, maybe we'll see her in some of the MCU features. Hmm. Maybe I I don't really know. I mean, I'm just she has that look where she can be the the quote unquote strong female character. You know that edge and really um, very similar to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's a good parallel. That she is has that parallel. very similar where, yeah, she's she's really pretty, but she also it, she she gives off this um, 
not too much femininity to the point where I'm just like, okay, prom queen, <laughs> you can go sit over there. No, it 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 looks like it's um, a tomboy essentially is what I'm trying to get across, and and so I I I like the casting. Um, part of me is also kind of like, hmm, you know, she's a name and. Something yeah. that Marvel did very well at the beginning is really, I know they led with Robert Downing Jr., but still, mm-hmm. some of these 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 actors were given opportunities that, and that now they're big names like Chris Hemsworth. So, yeah. so I just I I feel as much as I'm like, yeah, no duh, you give her the part. I'm also hoping that maybe some of these other characters we end up seeing through the Disney Plus shows are offered to more of the unknowns out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there were some people who were lobbying unknown, relatively up-and-comers. Um, I, I know we were approached as far as on the podcast uh, by an uh, actress who was uh, played uh, one of the Red Power Rangers and yeah, she had a demo video as far as her working out in the and in the gym and and really from the physicality of the role definitely could, could definitely pull it off so I, I definitely get your point uh about the mcu and marvel and disney given uh people on the rise the opportunity to to you know, make a name for themselves in this franchise uh like chris hemsworth did um but but at the same time i could also see the point where okay this is Disney Plus. We really want to have uh, some, right. some branded names for for the streaming platform to, to get get you know, get the eyeballs there. And, and obviously, you already have that with Jeremy Renner at, with, with playing Hawkeye, in, Anthony in Mackie, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian uh, Stan, Stan. Yeah. So I mean, even Tom Hiddleston. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Vision of Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely expanding the universe, using this platform as a way to really give some of the, this, this, this franchise, give these characters opportunities on the smaller screen to really grow, and like Agent Coulson and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so, so, yeah. I, I get why they went for for the name in casting uh, Kate Bishop. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, I like I said before, it's not like I'm mad at it. I just, yeah. I and I actually, I'm pretty excited because I like Haley Steinfeld. Um, Edge of Seventeen is a really good film and it's funny because you you immediately bring up true grid and i'm like no she's at this point known for edge of 17 so much more despite not getting an oscar nomination for that part but anyways um in other news the joker wins best picture at the venice film festival and gets a standing ovation and eight what's eight minutes i mean really (laughs) yeah but I feel like I always hear about those kind of standing ovations and then the movie comes out and the public is kind of like, yeah, what was the big deal about it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems that this film is getting across the board 
rave reviews. And, and, I, and I know that is really setting the bar high and people's expectations are going to be, are, where, are going to be super, super high as far as what to expect from this film. And, and it seems to me that this film is, has going to eclipse just genre fans. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a film that, um, how Endgame and and Infinity War were or became like event films, and you know the, where it's going to break through, and not just genre fans are going to be there, but others are going to go just to see it. One just because of the you know it's Joaquin Phoenix, and he's he has that he's just a phenomenal actor, and can. Really, he sounds like he's really thrown himself into this role to the point where he was even like walking off the set sometimes because he was so in character and wasn't feeling certain things uh, during his during his portrayal. So, it I'm looking forward to it. I know when I first heard about it, I was like, God, do you really need a Joker film? But whenever the more I hear about this movie and how it's really, yes, it's a DC character, but it's it's a real character study and 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 this universe that they've created for this character, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, and, I, I, and I don't think I'll be let down. I am still going to keep my expectations low. I will probably be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably be like, really? This got eight minutes? Actually, let's be honest. I'll forget that that even happened by the time I see this movie. Yeah. I I do appreciate that it's not like Venom in the sense where last year we were getting these trailers but there was still there was still wasn't this momentum and I feel like with this win there is a definite shift in momentum and that no yeah. this this really is going to be different this really is going to take a step outside of the genre with such a classic character who we all love and adore and understand it through a different lens. Uh, I mean, as you compare it to what happened with Endgame and Avengers, I wouldn't go there. I think this is very similar to what happened with The Dark Knight. Because The Dark Knight, in all honesty, part of the reason why it made so much money and it was such this big thing is because a lot of people saw political parallels. A lot of people went to see Heath Ledger. And... And the acting and just the performance in that, no, this is not just your standard action superhero movie. There is something else going on that people want to see and want to more importantly see in theaters. Because this is also a one-off for all we know. And really going to be kind of just like another version of the Joker and how he became to be and what he's all about and... And I've heard that it's similar to King of Comedy. Haven't seen that film. Um, But that's fascinating because my dad and I talk about it all the time from what we hear. I mean, you look at someone like Robin Williams. There's this true true thing that occurs with comedians where it's the sad clown syndrome. So there is a reason why the Joker is a clown. Out of anything he could have been, he's a clown for some reason. 
And from what we see in the trailers, they're really going to play into that as well as the desire to be famous, to be on TV, and to have that limelight only to know that that's five minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then and yeah. then it all goes away. The 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 cheers and the applause all goes away, and then you're just stuck with yourself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and I mean, they, that the trailer did definitely convey that, as as you noted, and and also you know just uh, how we how clowns and people are treated in society. Because you know, I think one of the things that stuck with me with the the latest trailer was when Arthur. The Joker was was trying to you know make nice and, and tease the, the little boy on the bus and his his mother uh, like basically like you know basically like snapped at him to just stop doing that and and so his his desire to to be wanted and to be liked I think is one of the things that that draws me to this film and just that just that character play and I, and I, you're, I think yeah, and you're definitely right it is does flow more towards dark night than 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 the typical loud <laughs> marvel fan, <laughs> fan film event yeah 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 all of our fan fiction because we want our heroes to team up and save the world and Thanos yeah. dies <laughs> and and not to take away the most successful movie of all time you know like like I, I understand that that's in its own own leg, and so yeah. will this be. And and I think more importantly, honestly, what what makes me want to really be on drink the Kool Aid um, with you, Will, is that if this really is as successful as we think it's going to be with both critics and and audiences that just shifts so much more momentum towards the Batman in a few years. Right. Right. And even though they've made it perfectly clear that you will not see the Batman in the Joker or the Joker movie, there will be tie-ins, but it's not going to be like any kind of crossover scenario happening. It's still, it's still DC taking it still is going to feel much like a part two or like the next chapter. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I agree. Anyways, also in other news, Apple TV comes in at four ninety nine a month, and yeah. it will launch with four scripted shows, including the morning show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. I've watched that trailer probably five times. I really want to see it. Uh, I have not seen Haley Seinfeld's uh, Dickinson series. And then they're also doing a space drama for all mankind and a Jason Jason Momoa-led genre. As you can tell, I'm reading notes and I have no idea what I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me help you out there. So uh, I I did see the Dickinson trailer for... uh, And it it is... what. Based off of Emily Dickinson, but it, it even though it's set in the nineteenth century, very period drama, comic drama, it, it definitely has some modern touches to it. So, um, so Haley, yeah, she's you know she's flavor of the month. She's get she's going to be doing that on Apple TV Plus, and 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 it also is eventually Disney Plus. And so there's that. The morning show, 
I remember the first time I watched that trailer, and it caught me by surprise. Actually, I was just thinking it, 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 that it did a solid job of like. I thought it was an actual like morning show yep. on a network. I mean, it really it really caught me off guard. I think I was like watching a basketball game or something, but it completely like caught me off guard by that. And mm-hmm. I, it, it, you know, the background of this show, it's uh, I guess Steve Carroll basically is a, a Matt Lauer type of character who mm-hmm. is partnered with uh, Jennifer Aniston's character and gets get me tooed. And he, uh, yeah, so Reese Witherspoon comes in and it's the up and comer. And, and it sounds like it's at first I was like, oh, but it's actually the more we learn about it, I am. It's almost makes me want to buy it, subscribe to another, another right. service. I, I mean, I will for that one show. I will tell you now that you talk about Dickinson, I do remember seeing it. No interest whatsoever. But I very much the morning show. What I like about the, the way that trailer is structured is that you feel like in two minutes you understand the plot mm-hmm. with Steve Carell and him being let go of the show because of something that happened between him and Jennifer Aniston's character. But then they, they continue and they're, they bring in Reese Witherspoon and, and suddenly there's a, there's a twist because as much as they could have easily stuck with Jennifer Aniston and how she overcomes whatever probably sexual misconduct conduct happen. But but now there's a rivalry because mm-hmm. she's going to be eclipsed. And so so I, I really find that interesting because that suddenly makes her character more three-dimensional. Rather than being the victim who overcomes, you also right. have um, – she becomes also somebody who's playing some defense because she doesn't want – suddenly to be replaced by Reese Witherspoon when the show was trying to move forward and move beyond what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very topical show. It, it, and as I said, it looks, uh, it definitely gets me to the point where I'm like, Hmm. All right. Now, which streaming services I'm going to have to cut here? (laughs) Because this is starting to start, it's starting to add up. (laughs) Yeah, it's one one of the days I have to sit down and be like, okay, so let's talk about consolidating. But then again, a a lot of these, I I think it'll be very interesting um, to know because Hulu is a is a is a station that I'm always constantly. Do I really need it? Probably not. Except Handmaid's Tale. And except right. I have my Showtime um, app on it, so or subscription, so then I get billions. So I have, but I can also move over to Amazon. Except Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the streaming war. I mean, I was just looking at an infographic. I mean, you have, you know, clearly Apple TV is like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start without with these four scripted shows. Uh, Jason Jason Momoa C. That was a very interesting trailer to, as well. As far as uh, space, where it's a dystopian future where uh, people humans have lost their ability to their eyesight and and oh my uh, god yeah and, and so his character ends up having 
having twins who have the ability to see. And, and so uh, Alfre Woodard, who it plays uh, a priestess in his community, and the villain in his show is uh, sees this as these abilities for these two twins as witchcraft. So it's I when I saw the trailer, I was like, mm, all right, kind of. I'm not sure about that one, but you know, but with all the, the at least with these new programs on Apple Plus and the 4.99 jumping out the gate you know they're trying to say hey we got some original content here and we are going to um, go toe-to-toe with disney plus and even though disney plus has you know a greater catalog and all in their original content i mean we we are in the in the realm of the streaming wars y'all and and you know when the average person spends fifty dollars on the three streaming services i mean i you know, all of the, I think on the plus side, all these companies are going to have to up their game to keep keep folks just like cable did uh, with with cord cutters and, and, and HBO. You know, coming in at almost fifteen dollars. You know, I, they need to rethink their pricing strategy. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think more importantly, what this this lineup or this slate tells you is that Apple TV recognizes the need for to diversify. So you have your your morning show for um, women and and moms especially who always want to sit down and watch um, something. It's kind of I don't know for some reason I think um, it's not in the family genre, but there's something appealing targeted on it. Then you have the, the young adults with Dickinson and then you have for all mankind, which I can only imagine is probably more um, for nerds and geeks who really like sci-fi genre. And then you have Jason Momoa again, attracting the ladies and, and a twist, um, a different, I mean, everybody wants to be the next uh, Game of Thrones right now, like yeah. that—that's the staple. That's like set up yep. this some kind of benchmark for. Mm-hmm. Oh, demand TV. Let's let's bring let's merge together. Um, we're going to talk about Carnival Roll in a few minutes, and that's what they attempted to do. Attempted to merge reality with with fantasy in this yeah. way, and so. That's what I haven't seen the trailer for C, but as you're describing it, that's what I have in my head. And I'm like, it's so hard to do right. Like it, it was a game of Thrones should not have worked. In fact, they had to reshoot the pilot because the pilot did not work. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I love how everybody continues to try, but it's further proof that you really, it's really hard to accomplish what they did. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously I haven't watched, as everyone knows who's listened to our podcast, I, I, not, I have not watched Game of Thrones, but as far as it being part of the culture zeitgeist and the water cooler, it, 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 it broke through. So right. even if you haven't watched a single episode, you know, the references, you know, it, it, it's just one of those shows that, as you said, it is the benchmark that everyone is trying to aspire to now. And, you know, it could be one of those things where it truly was lightning in a bottle 
And instead of trying to be the next Game of Thrones, like DC was trying to be the next MCU, folks just need to break out and try to just become the next fill-in-the-blank that everyone really gravitates towards as far as uh, a show that is popular among in, in the masses. Right, because, I mean, like I said before, Hulu has Handmaid's Tale. Actually, I would I would also like to mention Carnival Row, watching that first episode. I had some, there's some image images right at the beginning that made me think, oh, they're going Handmaid's Tale on us. Nope, yeah. <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> Don't be fooled well. by it. <laughs> but there were some images where I'm like, whoa, yeah. interesting. And then it well, took a left turn <laughs> yeah yeah well let's just jump right into this one then since we've uh, we've t- we've danced around it so what um, were your thoughts i was so bored no i <laughs> it this show a i'll be honest i i probably didn't give it the full good old try considering i wasn't really anticipating the show or us covering it it's just that in a way, Will, let's be honest, we kind of needed something to talk about. So we're like, hey, yeah. Carnival Roll Drop, let's yeah. check it out. It seems like it could be good. Mm-hmm. And it felt long. I It felt like, and what I was trying to figure out is why isn't this working? I feel like they they spend two minutes in the beginning kind of explaining where we are, what's going on. There was a war. Um, the Fae were were cast out, and and now they're on the run. And then you and you have um, and men. Of course, it's always men who who are evil and and don't like um, these creatures who are are coming in and um, apparently doing wrong things. Even though it's very, as you can tell, as I'm trying to explain this. They they didn't really explain fully right. why that prejudice occurred. Like, why are they being run off? What what are they doing that is causing so much harm? And I also take issue because the fairies should have some magic that's on their side. So I don't understand why they're <laughs> they they literally can just fly away and that's their ability and it's kind of harmful. Anyways, it's just, and then they kind of set, they set this up where this girl used to love a man and then the war happened and she thought he died. Mm -hmm. And, and so we, we see she's on the run and then her boat gets um, blown up. And I think to myself, did we, we established that that character is dead she now appears to be dead. Did we just kill off our main leads? Like, are we going back in time? Because I'm very confused as to what we're doing right now. So let me, so I don't want to just, just be, just, just dump on this thing. So let me at least try to give it things I liked about it first. Uh, so the things I did like about the series, and we've only watched one episode. Yep. So that. Yeah, so keep that in mind, folks, just whenever you uh, decide uh, on whether or not you continue to watch it and or or not. But 
I visually I thought it was was you know it was visually interesting in some regard, and so that was the one thing I did like about it. But for me, the thing that really bothered me about this show, and one, it, it, I felt like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do, right? Because first off, this is original content. I mean, it truly is an original story. It's not based off of any books or comic books or anything like that. So, you know, kudos to the creative team for trying to come up with something new. But honestly, the first scene when I saw, spoiler alert, when I saw the um, the Faye and who I guess are just sort of the catch-all name for anybody who's not human on this world, it, it reminded me of star trek beyond where kirk and mccoy were running from these uh, natives and and then they jump off a cliff and they get rescued by the enterprise and i mean the scene was just carbon copy just just like the, the the setup in star trek beyond and then there was other things in the film in the show in the pilot that i was like hey i saw this in another show or and i saw this in another show <laughs> and so that to me, that really like kind of irritated me with this, because one, you you are is this felt kind of derivative of other things. Two, it didn't know exactly did it want to be a political drama or did it want to be a fantasy or did it want to be a, 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 a cop drama because Orlando Bloom's character is a is it a, is one of the I guess few or the only like law enforcement officer in this Berg who actually treats the Faye with any kind of respect. So, you know, so you had the racial and classism issues going on there. I mean, it was just so many things going on in this pilot that it would have, I mean, I get, I think they would have been better served at least in the pilot to just basically establish the world. And then, and they may do this further into the series then build on these other themes that you're trying to address. I just felt they just threw it out there all at once. And it was just so much, all these, it was just like a, a visual and story, storied mess of a palette. And it's just the wrong way out. It's just out of the gate. It was just a mess. Yeah. It, I see. I was so underwhelmed by everything. I felt like the actors didn't even want to be there. Orlando Bloom tried his best. Cara Delevingne, I don't know why people keep casting her. I really don't. I don't understand it. She's a pretty face, but the girl cannot act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she, she has one tone. Like, like there's no yeah. inflection. There's yeah. no an array of emotions. And I just feel like she's always giving people the skank eye. Like she just has that, and she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm mystery," and no, 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 no. So, but I also they they didn't even what they really wanted to do was sell you on this love affair or make you at least interested to learn more about what happened and why these two characters who are on different sides of the of the war came together, and then he broke her heart. I don't care. Like they did a horrible job setting that up. 
because they were so much more focused on setting up the world and all of these creatures. And one of my favorite lines in the episode had nothing to do with the two leads and this weird side plot that I barely focused on. Um, But these two characters, humans, come to this house expecting this master and then a creature comes down and and they're they're rude to him and then he's and they ask for the master and he's like i'm the master here and i was like you tell them that sir (laughs) you like like if i i need that gif okay Mm -hmm. like that was amazing It was so good. Um, And then they have the other line, a racist with a hammer is beating us where they can find us and and you all don't give a crap. Like, like they really, I think they really did, Will, want to... Want to use this parallel for what's currently going on and a lot of the Pollocks that are happening now... And not only put this, um, twist it with the fantasy, but also the Victorian age elements involved. Yeah. However, they weren't original enough. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, uh, uh, that's Romeo and Juliet. We've seen that story before. Mm-hmm. If you want to live up to Game of Thrones, you're going to have to do something more because they, they, didn't, they didn't play into that whole Romeo of Romeo and Juliet bullshit. They played into political intrigue and families at war and sacrifice and 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 a game itself in trying to win and be king or be queen. There was none of that in this. It was right. all about this like very loose thread that you were immediately supposed to believe because Cara Delevingne is such a great actress that, oh, viewers would automatically want them to be together. No, that's no. not how it works. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I really can't add much more to that. I mean, it, it really, it, yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've said what I had to say. It, it's, it, it just it had too much going on. Nothing that was really compelling and just grabbed you. I mean, I think the first, first time I tried watching it, I fell asleep, and then I was like, okay, second, I, I gave it another chance, and I made it through, but, and I try to be fair to shows, at least try to get to episode three, because I figure I give it the three-episode rule with these, especially with these, you know, limited run, 10 to 15, 10 to 13-episode series, usually by the third episode, I could figure out, I'm about, you know, stay with it. Or not, but you know. But I, as I was telling you in DMs, and I'll share with the audience. I mean, I, I was it was like Pennyworth for me, where I was trying to find myself a reason to like it. I just I just couldn't find it. Right, right. I mean, it. I. If you're gonna do this, don't release it September. Because what you and I are doing right now are preparing for the onslaught of new TV shows, old TV shows, or returning TV shows coming back for the fall. So so to drop an original show like this right now, it's telling us, hey, we need you to add us add add our show to the to your to your rotation. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You need us to watch you, give you a chance to be added to the rotation. You can't demand it. Like, the timing is not in your flavor, especially if that's your pilot. Yeah. If that's your pilot, yeah. I'm done. Like, I have yeah. no 
no interest in returning because I am I'm preparing myself to be swamped with way shows that a just by watching the trailer they're probably a better quality and b returning shows that have already won me over yeah Arrow definitely not my favorite show anymore however I have watched so much Arrow <laughs> that I need to see it through. <laughs> yeah, you're vested. Yeah, you're vested. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Robot, we're a month away, and I am like so looking forward to season four. And and and, and there's new shows out there too that 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 we were just talking about starting in November with the streaming services with on on Apple Plus and even Disney Plus. I mean, there's there's a very crowded market. Very crowd of space now, and if you're going to bring original content, especially that's not based off any source material, you just gotta like, you gotta knock it out of the park to keep the eyeballs on it. Where were you in June? That's all I'm saying. Where were you in June? There, there, there are months when you can drop something like this, get get people's eyes on it because you don't have the competition. They chose the wrong time. It it was not the time. It's gonna fall flat. So. There you go. Well, that's it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night, Geek Out. You're welcome. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.